0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today the guest that we have on the show is music producer Skrilla Focanelli.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How welcome about Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks Glad for having to have me. You.
0: Please, please. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. So let's jump right into it.
1: Sure.
0: So let's talk about how you got started in the music industry.
1: So, man, I've actually been doing this for probably about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually come from a musical family. So, like, you know, my grandfather was a semi-professional musician, um, played piano and jazz bands. Um, my dad, actually, my parents split up when I was young, mm-hmm. but my dad owned a music store. So I was, like, around that stuff when I, okay. was, when I was little. You know, we had a drum set. We used to bang on and just make up mm-hmm. songs and stuff like that. So I kind of always think I was drawn to it. But um, I didn't really start making beats till about 10 years ago. Just on a whim. Just got a copy mm. of FL Studio. Uh,
0: man, I was going to say, did you start with FL?
1: I did, yeah. yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> FL Studio. We called it Free Loops back then. Right. But um, I'm not going to lie. I had a bootleg copy. I, I paid for it now. But um, just started cooking some stuff up. And, and oh, I was dude. never shy about showing it to people. I just, I, you know, I knew it was decent. I knew I had to learn more. But so I would show it to some people. And they'd be like, oh, this is actually this is actually kind of good. Like, man, mm. so I just, you know, I got a little bit of encouragement. Okay. Um, and from there, uh, I had been making beats for maybe literally it was probably like a couple months. And I was like, I had an opportunity to move to New York. Mm. Okay. So I was like, let me do it. Like, I feel like I could, you know, the rest, I could make it up when I get there. Um, so I was, I, I moved to New York, um, when I first started, just started like, learning about networking Mm -hmm. i had a friend out there my best friend caroline um she offered me a spot she was living in jersey city and i I ended up moving in with her and another friend and she introduced me to a lot of people from there i would start getting introduced to other people so i Mm -hmm. like very early got sort of a good idea like what networking can do and just Mm. just kind of like how far you can get more so just talking to people and just being like a, just being like a good person and sort of like, you know, who also makes music, Mm -hmm. um, can actually get you a lot further than sort of at that time anyways, just, you know, going online and, you know, sending beats out and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So, um, needless to say that didn't work out that well. I wasn't ready for that. Like, you know, more, more so mentally. Okay. Um, so I moved back home. I, uh, started just going to shows, handing out beat CDs that, you know, the old school way. Mm-hmm. Met a lot of people that way, started uh, putting some beats online. Um, we used to use this site called SoundClick. I don't think people sound you know yeah. about SoundClick? Sure do. So um, that took off. That did really well. Um, I just, you know, I was on a lot of the message boards and stuff like okay. that. Um, so, so I started posting my beats and, you know, I started making some decent money. So I started seeing like, okay, maybe you can, you know, even at a lower level, you could still get mm-hmm. some income doing this to keep going get better equipment. Um, from there, I ended up just linking up with some artists, you know, just going to the studio, seeing who was there um I started working with this kid who was at the time um we ended up working he he got a, like a basically like a development deal with Yclef, okay who at the time for me was like a you know legend yeah. legend I know a lot of kids now yeah, who don't know who he does. is,
0: but like he's still a legend i
1: Yeah, exactly. To me, he's always, Mm -hmm. you know, he's always a little, he just doesn't do a lot of music now, but, um, uh, so he invited me down to the studio and, you know, I got to be in the studio with, with like an A-lister right off the bat pretty much. So I was like ready to soak it up, you know, kind of just learn what I could learn and everything. Um, we maintained that relationship for a while and then, you know, that led to some other things. I started Mm -hmm. getting some little placements and things like that. Um, I even got into A&R work for a few years. Um, nice. Uh, So I got to, you know, experience the business side of things. And uh, basically from there, I was doing well. I was starting to see things come Mm -hmm. together. And then I had sort of like a, like a, like a, more like a mental health issue and some physical health issues that sort of like, literally like just took me away from music for Mm. a while. Um, So this is sort of like my second wind in the music industry. So basically um, I needed that time to sort of like, become the person I needed to be, I feel yeah. like, to 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 really make this really see this mm-hmm. to the end. And um so I'm older now than I would have liked to be, you know, kind of like at the point I'm at. But um yeah, all that stuff was important for, yeah. for me to get to where I am now. So so that's that's sort of where I'm at now. I was uh just sort of working a regular job, still making beats here and there. Mm-hmm. And then at one point it, it was just like an epiphany or something. I was just like, this is this is what i'm supposed to be doing yeah. like it's gonna be hard i gotta give up a lot of comfort now because mm-hmm. i sort of established myself you know unlike a lot of people i actually had a pretty decent job you know it's easy i had a good life a good apartment a car all the mm-hmm. you know all the basic stuff um but i i just i needed the growth you know what i mean yeah Like, I had these goals that Mm -hmm. were going unfinished. I don't want to be someday, you know, 50, 60 years old. Looking Looking back. back Yeah,
0: Oh, man, I wish I'd have did that.
1: So, I didn't have I was never married. I don't have kids. So, I didn't have a lot of things holding me back that a lot Mm -hmm. of my peers had that never, you know, Mm -hmm. finished the job. So, I was like, you know what? I got some money saved up. I talked to my girlfriend. We came out here, you know, did a little trip. Just check out the area. And I was like, I'm going to do this regardless. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let's. If you're down, let's move here. And um, here we are in Atlanta. I quit my job. It <laughs> took all my savings. I paid for a year rent up front. Wow. And then I said, let me just make this happen. Like, the longer I have time to just be down here and mm-hmm. keep working um, and be consistent, the the better my odds are. But I'm, um, you know, I'm with it. I'm, yeah. I'm committed now. So.
0: Yeah, that's what's up, brother. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple of things in there I, I, I want to go back and kind of touch yeah, on. Absolutely. So, you said you, you moved from. Florida, right?
1: No, I'm actually from Massachusetts. What's uh, from Massachusetts? Yeah. Wow. Yes, sir. From
0: Massachusetts? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So from Massachusetts, you moved from there to, to New yeah, York. Yeah.
1: So straight up, I had a, a studio session. You know I iStandard? Right? Yeah. So they do these, oh, I'm like, super familiar with iStandard. Yeah, I thought yeah. you did. But um, they got these events called Collab Lab, mm-hmm. uh, where they, they get a bunch of producers and writers in the studio. They, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did one of those um, that was all night. It was 24 hours straight. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. So um, I started going to a lot of those, as many as I could. Um, they would have them in New York, which is like a, it's like a three hour, four hour yeah. drive for me. Um, so I went to one of those on the way down and then I crashed at a friend's house in Jersey. Okay. And then we just drove down that, that next morning. Wow. So we hit the studio on the way down, came down here, all our stuff packed up. And it's kind of crazy, man. Mm-hmm. We, just, <laughs> we were staying in a, um, a trailer. We were staying in like a camper in Decatur that we rented. Somebody had a, like an RV camper set up in their yard and we're just running it on airbnb it was like the cheapest option that also allowed mm-hmm. i got the dog so um they let's have the dog and everything and it actually ended up being not so yeah, bad that's so crazy <laughs> yeah yeah. We so they had up a
0: camera like in a their month. yard and yeah. rented it out on airbnb facts yeah wow that, that's just ingenious different ways to kind of figure out how to make yeah man it actually income.
1: ended up being pretty cool because we had originally seen like um some spots that we were interested in but it mm-hmm. didn't end up working out so we figured we'd just stay there while we look um it just ended up being like perfect like it's yeah. a good location and the guy who was running to us was super cool he he um he was a real estate broker so okay. he gave us a lot of advice and yeah. stuff talked us out of some probably like poor decisions mm-hmm. that we we're going to make out of desperation and then um we actually ended up needing to stay a little longer and he hooked us up it just worked out he needs somebody to watch his dogs and he was like hey if y'all want to stick around and watch the dogs we, you can stay and i was like man like we'll look
0: we'll watch dogs yeah we're, <laughs> we're right. dog people you <laughs> we're, know
1: we're very dog that's family. right
0: that's right so okay so you went from mass down to new york yep but one thing you said in your introduction was that you were there but you kind of said it didn't really work out because you weren't mentally prepared for it so what do you exactly. mean by that
1: so i feel like Kind of like mental health is sort of still like we're getting there but it's still sort of like some people don't really oh it's the dark
0: side of the the music industry i think like like it's
1: dark, just the dark side of everything
0: everything right? i mean people don't really talk about the whole and i've talked about it several times with people on the show but a lot of people don't really kind of talk about the mental health aspect of things so so
1: i would love to get into that then because for me to look back where i was then mm-hmm. from where i am now is like like it like it means a lot to me just to see how far mm-hmm. i've come like mentally You know um i wasn't i wouldn't say i was like mentally unhealthy in the way a lot of people think of it where Mm -hmm. i'm like i I wasn't like crazy or anything like that i just like didn't have the the sort of mindset you need to really succeed in a business Mm -hmm. like the music industry Mm -hmm. you know like just just like i I came from a a a background just being like really depressed and anxious and sort of like blaming other people for Mm -hmm. for things that that were my own problem and uh so like once I learned to kind of take control of myself and and just really self awareness, just like really understanding, you know, having those like challenging mm-hmm. conversations with yourself, like what is this really about? You know, mm-hmm. and giving yourself the real answer because we lie to ourselves just we lie to ourselves. not more, quick. right? Right. Yeah. So so a lot of a lot came from that. And that's sort of I, I said that was the biggest thing, mm-hmm. it was just sort of like realizing, all right, everything that's gone right or wrong is all my responsibility, you know. Yeah you know stuff happens but it's going to happen no matter what you do so you really got kind of like learn to take control of yourself your mm-hmm. own mind you know
0: mm-hmm. and I, I think a, a way people kind of shape their attitude around the things that's kind of impacting their lives also has a lot to do with you know the way their trajectory in life you know so how i handle a situation is either going to help me deal with this situation better or it's going to have me deal with the situation probably in a a different way or maybe a, a worse way than exactly. if i didn't have the right type of mindset when when some of these things start to take place
1: exactly i mean i learned basically the only thing you can really change is 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 your own mind the way you perceive mm-hmm. things so th- it takes training you know it's different. it's like when you go to the gym the first few times you get sore you don't want to do it you want to quit but you got to just keep revisiting mm-hmm. those same those same steps every day like I used to always, like, think of something that went wrong and, like, mm-hmm. focus on that. And now I'm like, all right, the first thing I'm going to ask myself is, like, all right, what went well? What did I like? Mm-hmm. What was the best part, mm-hmm. you know? And that really change, starts to slowly, slowly, I can't reiterate slowly enough, but it does change your, your thought process. And oh, just, yeah. Instead of always dwelling on negative things, now you're looking for, okay, what was the best part of that? What can I work with, you right. know? Right. You know? And that's really what, that, I feel like that's made a, a big, big difference in mm-hmm. my mental health, just, just that alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a doctor. I can't remember the doctor's name, Um, but he was in a video of one of the training courses that I used to facilitate a while ago. And in that video, he was talking about the difference between humans and animals is the fact that humans have the ability to be self-aware. We Mm -hmm. have the ability to step outside of ourselves and kind of examine our own perspectives. So he called them uh, ants automatic negative thoughts Mm. and he says we have the ability to kind of separate ourselves from our thoughts to really analyze and say is this thought really true do i really believe this and if it's not true he said then we just get rid of it because it's not something that is true for us but if it is true then we need to figure out ways to kind of deal with Mm. deal with it you know but mental health is a a a super issue i mean i kind of work in the healthcare field for my regular job And we have a whole mental health department that focuses on, you know, schizophrenia and depression and anxiety and all these different types of mental illnesses. And it's super prevalent within the music community. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it, you know, and I feel this is my own personal thing, but that social media plays a huge part into a person's mental stability and how they kind of perceive themselves like I saw a post the other day and then I read the comments and I'm just like, wow, like one person with hundreds of thousands of followers can say one thing and that can impact the mentality of a whole lot of people.
1: Oh man, I, you couldn't have said it better. It's crazy. Sometimes I do notice that it's like Sometimes people just wait for somebody that's like an influence, uh, an Mm -hmm. influencer, to say something, and then that's also that's like law to them. That's like law, like Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, like I don't know. People just, I think everybody kind of wants somebody that they think knows how has Mm -hmm. the answers, and that could be somebody on Instagram, or that could be you know their parents, it could Mm be whoever. But ultimately, that I feel like that comes down to that self awareness thing. But um. It's kind of interesting what you're saying about those, you know, the, the sort of mental health division and everything It's like, I, I started to learn that, you know, in the same way you could be, you could be generally healthy, but maybe, mm. you know, your cholesterol is a little high or something right. like that. Um, or your blood pressure is a little high is like, you could be like appear mentally healthy, you know, there's nothing like obviously wrong with you, but just certain stuff that prevents you from like sort of growing as a person you right. know. and that. To me, is you're not as healthy as you could be. You mm-hmm. know, you can mm-hmm. still hit the gym a little harder. You, know? <laughs> little
0: like, you can hit that mental gym.
1: Yeah, maybe right. pass up on a couple. You know, pass up on the donuts and eat a salad or something like that. There's yeah. always room for improvement yeah, boy, no matter what do. level you're at.
0: Pass one of them donuts.
1: I don't. I don't like to pass up yeah. on donuts myself. But
0: I look. I look. I need to pass one every donut that I can find.
1: Oh man, it's so, hard. Right. It's hard.
0: Hey, oh, hey Smitty, don't watch this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't watch this, Smitty. So. Uh, yeah, I need to pass up on all that. But uh so okay. in your in your introduction, you did also talk about working with Wycliffe. Yeah. Right. So talk about that experience and what were some of the the highs and lows, maybe some of the challenges that you experienced in that type of environment.
1: Um so that was pretty early in my career. Uh honestly, uh when I went down to the studio and met him, he was actually like it's it's crazy. My experience has been like the seemingly the bigger the star is like the more down to earth they are mm-hmm. it's almost like the people that are still like no have like a little bit of a chip on their shoulder so or something weird. like i don't think he had he's past that you know mm-hmm. but um it was a good experience for me um especially because i ended up playing for him like a like a concept song that i have for for the artists that we mm-hmm. were working with and um it was one of those things where a lot of people weren't messing with the idea but i knew it was dope and he was like he got up and gave me daps you know so it was just like good to get encouragement from mm-hmm. you know somebody that i looked up to at that point and um just to get any type of insight from him i mean talking about he was saying like there's no room for mediocrity mm-hmm. and that that made me like go that much harder i was just like you know what i gotta like i started bringing my laptop with me to to like the car dealership i'm getting an oil change i got my laptop there a little keyboard. i've done that several times <laughs> yeah you know how it is man it's like That's right. Sometimes you just got to be a little bit obsessed, mm. you know? You got to just, like, really want to get better. And yeah. that means, back to self-awareness, that means admitting that, you you know, you're as, you, could get, you could be really good, but you could always learn something from everybody. Yeah. I've never been in a studio session where I didn't learn something. Mm. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. And if you feel that if you were in that studio and you know everything, then you're probably in the, wrong one. in the wrong place. Yeah. Probably in the wrong place. I met up in the bathroom.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Man. That's crazy.
0: I was like... And all of a sudden, he walked in. I was like, oh, what's up, Wyclef? He was like, it was good, brother. And we just did our thing. And then, and he walked out. We're like, all right, man. Take it easy. we like, take it easy, brother. I was like, yo, that was Wyclef. Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> He's dope, man. Like, just a dope musician, songwriter. I mm-hmm. um, actually got a chance, uh, like, about a year after that to see him. We were talking about South by Southwest. Right. Um, he was performing out there. And, that's one of the crazy things about South by is like, you could be in a club. It might be 200 people in there, mm-hmm. 150 people in there, and you'll see like somebody like that perform. So we got to see him in a, in, a, in a real intimate setting, do a full set, and it was it was just like crazy just to see somebody wow. who's like got that many years in the game, you know, at that level and just rock mm-hmm. a room like that, you know, like mm-hmm. a small room, like small that. room. Yeah, that's like yeah. A whole and this different. guy, he
0: can command entire stadiums.
1: Right, but in a way, that's like a little more impersonal, I feel like, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, it takes a different type of skill, I think, to be able to, especially after, I mean, I don't know how often he does that anymore, right. but, you know, do like a, like a small setting like that, it was, it was real dope.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never seen him in concert. I would love to be able to see him. That's my,
1: the only time. That's in, only time. In concert.
0: Time. Yeah. You know, the one person I wanted to see in concert was Brian McKnight.
1: Brian McKnight. And I saw yeah. Brian
0: McKnight in concert, and so I checked it off my, my list.
1: Do you go, you go to a lot of concerts, though?
0: No, not really. I was at an ASCAP when we were talking about ASCAP yeah. earlier. And so he was at the ASCAP uh, Expo, and he was performing at the Expo. Kind of that same small venue. It was only for, yeah. the, it was only for the ASCAP members uh, or the attendees of the, um, the ASCAP Expo. And he was there with a whole bunch of people, Desmond Child and a whole bunch of other people. But they did uh, songs that they've written. And man, it was amazing. It was the, I don't even know the lady's name. Um, but she did the, she had the 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 song. Duh, 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 yeah, duh, duh. Yep.
1: And everybody knows that.
0: Everybody knows the song, but we didn't know who she was until she started singing, and all of a sudden the crowd was, oh my <gasps> gosh. <God. laughs> she was like, duh, duh, duh. I was like, yeah. oh man, that's you. You wrote that? Wow. But going back to what you said, I am always super impressed with people who already have status. And I'm super humble, and people who haven't reached that level of status can be sometimes super arrogant.
1: Facts. And I'm like,
0: wow, like why is there such a a difference in in the mentality or the behavior of people when you have superstars who are down to earth, but people who aren't even at that level yet can be real jerks. Yeah, I
1: wondered about that too. I mean, it's definitely not a a rule; it's more like a generality, Mm -hmm. but. I don't know. It might just be like when you're still, you still feel like you have something to prove. Maybe mm. um, I definitely have had that experience where I just like maybe didn't know who somebody was that I should have or, mm. or something like that. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. But you're right. I, I've just definitely met some people that are like, you know, A-list celebrities that are just like super coolest down, people right? you ever met. Like coolest people. They're, you've they're like more happy to meet you than you are to meet mm-hmm. them and stuff. So that amazes me. I hope I could always maintain that you know what i mean i always just want to be a regular person I regular to, that's person so i make the beats man i don't want to be a <laughs> right. i don't want to be some like you know superstar or anything like right that.
0: that's why i like j cole because anybody who watches the show you know i'm a j cole fan but i love the fact that he's just super down to earth yeah there's another uh john bellion is the same way he's super down to earth and i love people who are super down to earth and don't let the the stardom get to get mm. to their head i mean you got people who oh i produced this one record and so now I'm just be a jerk for the rest of my life. I don't really get that, but
1: I don't get it either. But everybody's, you know what I mean. Like I learned from, like I said, my own mental health issues mm-hmm. and everything. It's like everybody's at a different place. Like I don't really get mad at people for where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to let other people's energy. And this was a mistake I made early on. Was mm-hmm. I wasn't really probably clear enough with who I was. So I would let other people's energy sort of just take me over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If somebody mm-hmm. had a, a bad attitude or something, that would allow me to have a bad attitude right. as well, you know? Like a bad session, somebody's just acting a certain way, mm-hmm. and then I would sort of get defensive about it, but now I try my best to just, you know, I'm just me, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. me. Even if you're having a bad day, I'm still, I'm not, that's that doesn't right. mean I gotta have a bad that don't day. That not mean I have to have a bad yeah, day. Yeah, 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 right. I'm feeling a certain way, I'm yeah. sorry about that, but there's that's nothing right. I can do about it, so I'm not gonna try to let that energy, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like, take me over, hijack my mood or, That's know, right, So
0: that's right. So you started talking about the personal sacrifices that you had to make in order to achieve the level of career that you're currently at today. And I'm sure, I mean, you, you, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see Skrilla go super far. Cause I've heard this, this dude's music and I
1: uh, appreciate it. Oh man, my goodness.
0: It's, it's, it's crazy. Appreciate that. But you've had to make sacrifices in order to achieve where you, you are. And I'm sure you're going to have to make sacrifices in the future.
1: Thanks. No. Thanks. But so
0: so, what are some of those that, that you have faced and what are some of the things you've learned from those?
1: man, so everybody says that it's like you're gonna have to make sacrifices, so for sure, I'm sure every every producer at some point mm-hmm. you know has dealt with something at first, it might just be time, you know you might not be hanging out with your friends to get to a certain level. I feel like that's like one of the early ones, you know is the mm-hmm. time, um maybe the money. um I've been wise enough to try to keep a learn to keep a low overhead um but man I've, I've been through it all man just moving to new york having to move back i got i actually got robbed before i moved to new york so i had wow. 150 dollars in an iphone case i went down there with a futon tied to my a futon mattress tied to my roof i slept i slept on this mat on the floor and i had 150 dollars i had in that case wow i had to borrow money to get a gps um, just so i could get my navigate my way around the city um moving back i had to move back home with my mom and my two brothers, that was, you know, not something I was proud of, mm-hmm. but I, I had to get myself back on my feet. So I went right to work. Um, then I just, everything, man, at court cases, I had just coming down here, you know, I, I don't really like look back on it a lot, especially, like I said, I've only been in Atlanta for, um, a couple months really, mm-hmm. but just watching my bank account clean out just so I could get down here and just say like, all right, I'm, I'm all in. Like this mm-hmm. is the hand I'm gonna play. Um, that that was a big sacrifice for mm-hmm. me. Um, not having anything to fall back on. So, um,
0: I mean, you name it. I probably yeah. you know
1: if you got some others that you want to. Yeah, address, no, I'm not sure saying. Got like, an example. Like, but like man, that's good. It's just you gotta at some point. I feel like, and this is this is why you don't see as many people that are older like me still doing it. Is because they come up with responsibilities. They come up with mm-hmm. sacrifices they're not willing to make. You know, yeah. you got kids, you got a wife, you got, mm-hmm. you know, I
0: got that. I got, you got all a lot of that.
1: stuff. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to devote all your time yeah. to this. Me, I, I, I was lucky. You know, my girlfriend mm-hmm. was on board. I didn't have all those commitments. When I quit my job, um, my boss was actually, I had a good relationship with my boss. Like I said, it was, a, it was a good job, but he was super supportive. Good. I think he kind of knew in a way that like mm-hmm. I had unfinished business, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you stated that you didn't really have the wife and the kids and things to right. kind of fall back on as far as quitting your job and that impacting them. I mean, it really just impacted you. Exactly. Like if I quit my job today, oh man, it, gotta, it, it'll impact the house. It'll impact the kids. It'll impact the wife. Income would be gone. Our our lifestyle would completely. I'm not saying what's going on. I'm just
1: yeah. saying,
0: but it would. I mean, I just can't. You know when I was younger. I probably had that ability to go, oh, cool, I could just quit my doctor. Yeah. And this su- is super it's super tough for us who, as we're getting older, um, and we start to get all these responsibilities for us to kind of devote, as you said, all that time to. But well, shoot, I make it happen though.
1: You do make get it that. happen, man. I've seen the, this guy has <laughs> the gold charts all over the walls. I mean that's what it is though, you know what I mean? Like you, I see you at all these events. That's Mm -hmm. how I know you is I see you popping up all over the place. It's like you do find ways to make things happen. Mm -hmm. Like I I think just you know it's a lot harder for sure if you got wife, you got kids. Sure is. Believe me, I I don't even understand. I never Mm -hmm. experienced that, so I don't. I don't even. I don't even know how much of that your time that really takes, but. I think if you're really committed to doing it, you'll find a way. You'll find a way to squeeze in that extra time, you know. It's just, it really is a matter of figuring out, like, what what can I sacrifice from? Mm-hmm. What what can I? Like, what do a little inventory, That's budget right. these things out, schedule your time. Um,
0: yeah, I can't be at the studio at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning.
1: Oh, man. Because I, f- I got to go to work. I'll be there when the I gotta day. be there. <laughs> so, I did that too though. I used to do that. Man, Not for nothing. I I've been to the studio till three in the morning in New York, drove back home, went to work the next day. So mm-hmm. there's people there's people that are doing crazy stuff like crazy that stuff. out there, man. Some of us. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us just out
0: there. trust me, I know. Mm-hmm. I know about
1: that. Yeah, back uh back when I had that momentum after the whole Wyclef thing and everything, um actually that artist that I was working with, his manager started getting into a lot of sort of A and Ring branding mm-hmm. situations. And since I already had that relationship, I would be somebody that he would, you know, reach out to first when the right. opportunities arose. So um I ended up working with a lot of a lot of artists that I was, you know, already a fan of, mm-hmm. which which was good for me, you know, got me some some name, put my name out there, got got me some views. Um so I end up doing what we were just talking about was the uh the raw ciphers, which mm-hmm. is with raw papers. Um they end up doing these little sort of uh rap ciphers where they would get, you know, four or five artists together, um, just have them do a verse, usually shouting out raw in some way mm-hmm. or rolling papers and smoking weed. And uh they did, I think, five all together. I produced three of them. Okay. So that got me to work with artists like uh, Dave East, Mod Sun, Smoke Dizza, Dizzy Wright, mm-hmm. um, just like a bunch of dope artists, you know? Mm-hmm. So so that was a good experience for me, too.
0: Yeah, I bet it was. You know, most, and most people don't probably consider, you know, doing those types of things also to give them the opportunity to kind of work with other artists exactly. as well. Exactly. Exactly. Right, and they that it provides great opportunity. And so now you can say, hey, you know what? I produce for Davies, I produce for Yo Gotti, I produce for Dizzy Wright. You know what I'm saying? I think the first time I heard of Dizzy Wright was when he was with um Hobson.
1: Yes. Like, that's I, what a lot of people. And know. then I saw one of the videos,
0: I was like, yo, who is this dude? In this Hobson video. And it came out, it was it was Dizzy Wright. I hey, was like, yo, okay. I,
1: he's dope. He's, he's dope. He's real dope. Man. Yeah, he's
0: he's super dope.
1: Yeah, so um, yeah, it was. A, it ended up being a real good opportunity for me. That one, I actually, uh, I wasn't there when they recorded it. Mm-hmm. I, everybody kind of just sent their verses in and then shot the video together. Um, but they did that one on the West Coast, so I actually didn't meet him until, I want to say like, a year or two ago. Okay. I just ran into him at a concert and uh, I just remind, I just explained to him. He, he you know, he remembered instantly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some of them I was able to actually meet the artists. You mm-hmm. know, I went there to the video. Some of them it was just kind of like a mail it in type thing
0: yeah yeah so what are some of the things you're currently working on today
1: so right now um since i moved down here i sort of got a, a, a little production team going on um we're called the saviors sts and uh the there's saviors. three of us so it's it's me my boy jano and my boy jimmy and man i just uh, like like i said just the three of us coming together and sort mm-hmm. of adding these little things in just Takes the beats are already dope and just takes them to like a whole mm. other level. Like we get we got kind of like a system going okay. pretty quickly, so it just it seemed to make sense to sort of join forces, join you know resources together, mm-hmm. and and just man, we started sending out these packs this year, and we're just gonna keep sending them out, keep building the relationships. Um, super excited, man. Just yeah. see like how far we're gonna go, and you know just like how much we grow. Mm-hmm.
0: Was well, see one of the guys that I met at the producer grind.
1: Um, no, actually, okay. I don't. No, neither of them were, were at. The, okay. The,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know people. Sometimes I usually give context of how I meet people, but I know we met first at the producer grind Facts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep, yep.
1: I had already seen, you know, because I, I know uh, Smart Boy Lenny. Shout yep. out to them, um, and they they did the mm-hmm. they did your show already. So I instantly. yeah so I was wearing a shirt. <laughs> and he was like, "That's the power of branding, though." He was like, "Yo, <laughs> yeah, <"Yo>, that's <right."
0: laughs> yeah, yeah." So I'm glad you were able to come on. And yeah, kind of just talk about your, your own experience. And so, uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, I mean, there were some other things that we got into conversation about a little bit earlier where we started talking about, uh, like, Kevin Hart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the Kevin Hart documentary, but if you have not, like, I wish they, if they could sponsor the show, then, you know, I'm <laughs> going to give them an advertisement. But, I mean, Kevin Hart's documentary was was super inspiring. Like, that dude is a grand hustler when it comes to... To everything right and so i kind of take that same mentality when it comes to, to to music and i'm sure for you and your your crew that you're working with and you kind of take that same mentality that hustler mentality right because there's three of you that's working together to kind of create and establish and build the brand that you are that's that you're working awesome. towards so talk about some of the before I say that, make sure you check out the Kevin Hart documentary, though. But <laughs> I talk about some of the uh, the things that kind of are the highs and lows of you guys kind of working together. I mean, you're kind of fairly new working together.
1: Yeah. So um, I moved to Atlanta in, at the end of October. Um, actually, kind of a weird situation was I met Jano at uh, Ilmind. You know, Ilmind mm-hmm. does his past The Ox events.
0: I've never been one. Il-Mind, so I, I, mean, I had on never one. been either.
1: I met Ilmind prior to that a few years prior but um uh, i was i saw that he was doing one in atlanta but it was sold out mm. so i was like oh all right well you know can't can't right. go you can't go weirdly enough i actually hit lenny luxo up about an unrelated uh, mm. music yeah. unrelated question and he was like hey random random question here but i got an extra pass to pass the ox any chance you want to and i was like say less man. lenny say less shout out to lenny man he's lenny a real luxo. One. He's a real one. Everybody who knows yeah. him probably knows that. But, um, so I went there not to play my music, not to like, I went there to support mm. him and just kind of like network with people and all that. And, uh, Jano, he ended up playing some of his melodies and stuff, some of the beats he made. And he was saying, you know, I got melodies and producers want to work hit mm. me up. and he was relentless. I'm talking about, wow. he was hitting everybody up. Yeah. I'm working. Come on work. He hit me up, even though he never heard my music. And was just like yo, I want to hear something. So I sent him some tracks, and he got me back. He's like, "You did these?" I was, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that's me." He said, "That's crazy. We gotta, we gotta work. Send me some, some of his melodies." I sent him back. You know, did my thing with him, and and he was like, "Yo, you gotta get down to the studio." Mm. So we started like right from there, pretty much. You know, I was still looking for a place, so I was a little tied up then. But ever since then, we just been nonstop. And then he brought in this kid Jimmy, who um, I had actually met at a uh, Cymatics event. Okay. And um, like I said, once we got together and sort of the three of us, you know, having our strong points, but also being able to do a little bit of everything, Mm -hmm. it just really, really took our tracks to like, where like, that's a record now. Before that was just kind of like a beat, but now it's like a, you know, it's got a whole vibe Mm -hmm. to it. And uh, man, I'm just, like I said, I'm just excited about that.
0: Yeah, it sounds Um, exciting. Yeah. So I know when people first start to get together you know they're kind of filling each other out That's right? you know they're like okay this is my style of making music this is your style of making music and sometimes things always go the way that we want them to go oh
1: for you sure you know what I'm
0: saying like I like the way my drums sound mm-hmm. on this track but you want to change them I don't know like I like these drums got
1: you so there's definitely um there's definitely a, like a give and take mm-hmm. as far as like we've all been pretty good I think about like taking each other's creative input you mm-hmm. know Um I've I've been working with artists and producers for a long time. So I'm kind of I don't really take anything as like, oh, this needs to be this way necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, I want to hear it that way though. Like let me hear. It. And if it's if your way sounds right. better, like by all means, we're 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 accepting that we just want to make the best record. So and I would say too, we kind of have a, a we, we sort of quickly fell into knowing who mm-hmm. who's best at what parts, you know? Mm-hmm. So um I'd say the biggest obstacle is the same obstacle as working with anybody is when you're there doing it. A lot of times people want to interject and be like, "Oh no, that should be hold on. Let me just get my ideas out, and then you'll see what I do. And then right. if you want to make some changes, we could do it." But um, that's a that's an easy yeah. fix. Just as long as you're not shy to kind of, you know, we we all just like kind of tell each other what's up. Like yeah. we don't have feelings. It's just
0: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to put your ego to the to the Yeah, pyramid. no,
1: we have fun though. We just joke around mm-hmm. and mess around. It's, it's good times, man. We got some artists we're working with up there. To, Man, it's just, it's it's good times.
0: You know, I love the fact that that Skrilla moved to Atlanta in October, and it's January.
1: Yeah, it's January.
0: (laughs) And there are things that are popping off for you just instantly. Like, that's what I love about Atlanta. You move here, you immediately get plugged in, and things start to take place. Things start to happen.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems easier, I would say, to make the connections out here. Mm-hmm. That's not to say I couldn't have done it at home with the same mentality and everything, right. but it's just everything's more accessible here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get too ahead of myself and say, like, everything's popping off, but, like, I I know where I'm headed. I know what's – like, I feel, you know, that I see it already. Right. Um, so I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing. But, um, yeah, just the, the amount of connections I made, the amount of people who have just mm-hmm. been like, – like, you just have me in here, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy out here. It's, it is. A, lot, a lot more acceptance like if you're about it you you're good and you're you're you know you're cool to work with mm-hmm. people will will treat you well they will treat you well
0: i like the fact that even in your introduction you said it was just about being yourself yeah and if you're if you are yourself genuinely people will just naturally gravitate to just gravitate towards it
1: i think actually yeah I, i'm glad you said that because that was probably like that was like a big thing mental health wise just wise I wouldn't even say like music career this applies to anything it's like once I decided like who I wanted to be mm-hmm. you know a lot of people they get to a certain age and they're like oh, I'm stuck this person forever you know you're not thinking it that way but that's what you're doing mm-hmm. um me once I decided all right this is the type of person I want to be this is who I see myself as I stopped letting like that stuff like we were talking about earlier like other people's energy consume me and stuff like right. that like I know who I am I know what person I'm gonna be I go into everything give it my best my 110 percent. If that's not good enough, you know, that's – it's whatever. I'll try harder tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I don't let somebody else manage my expectations. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Like, oh, everybody yeah. comes up with these excuses I feel like they try to pawn off on you. Mm. Like, I couldn't do this, so other people couldn't do this, so that's why you can't. That's do why it. you can't do it. But I don't even need to see that somebody could do it to believe that it's possible. But if I if I've seen that people could do it, if I've seen one person could do it, if I've seen – a lot of people that could do it, then say say less. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with it. Like, he did it. There's a way, you know? Yeah. Like once somebody broke the four minute mile, hundreds of people broke the four minute mile. That's right. It just took that. that and it was always achievable. Was always achievable.
0: Right. But just another one person said, I know I can do it. So I'm going to go do it. But it's always achievable, mm-hmm. right? That whatever we set limits on ourselves, big time. Right? And sometimes we allow other people to set limits on our on us. But maybe we don't even cognitively think about that what another person is saying or doing is setting limits on ourselves. Mm-hmm. But So we take their advice and we take what they say and we take uh, the things that they do and we kind of limit us. But it's really limitless. Like, there's nothing stopping anybody from achieving anything that they truly want. Yeah. You don't have to work your tail off, though. Facts. But there's nothing stopping anybody from achieving the only thing desire. is this,
1: it's like, like you said, sometimes other people's excuses, when they pawn them off on you, you believe mm-hmm. them, but it's still up to you to, don't let their, don't let their excuses be yeah. their reason for failure. Do you, do you ever like, uh, get into philosophy or anything like that? Somewhat. So I started getting into philosophy a lot. And, um, if you re- like if it interests you and you can get into it and mm-hmm. presented the right way, it's like that stuff will change the way you think about everything mm-hmm. because it's always like pointing out the flaws in your logic mm-hmm. or like, you start, to, you start to, to get a lot more real with yourself. Like, am I, like, thinking things just for, mm-hmm. for no reason? Or is there actually some basis to what I'm believing, mm. you know? Um, so that all that stuff makes a big, big impact on you, though. Yeah, it sure
0: does. Sure does. So speaking in that same vein, what advice would you give people coming into this music industry? What are some things they need to consider and to, to be mindful of?
1: Um, Man, my advice isn't even specific to music, but it's... I probably would just reiterate that is, you know, decide what you want to do, spend a lot of time thinking about that stuff, you know, ask yourself the real hard questions and really think about the answers, you know, like mm-hmm. marinate on that. Cause you're the first answers are going to be the ones you're, you're lying to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you got to get past that point. Sometimes you got to change. Um, you know, you know, Charlie Rocket, you're watching his stuff? No, I haven't. He was like two chains manager. Okay. He ended up becoming a pro Nike athlete in his thirties. Wow. Like lost he had a brain tumor like lost a bunch of weight started running triathletes triathlons rather he's he's incredible but um some of what he's saying man about just like getting yourself on that right frequency Mm. like sort of there are always opportunities but if you're not on that right frequency you're not like open to them you're not like ready to tackle any challenge that comes your way you're Mm. not even gonna see them you're not like on the right level wow. to to sort of access it right you know but once you start i mean to me just like once i i went all in i feel like the universe has a weird way of like you know showing you some things mm-hmm. like oh all right you're that you're serious about it now like here's this yeah you know like yeah. just the way i end up meeting jay Note, the way stuff mm-hmm. you know like you said in two months how much stuff can change out here it's like that's real so decide what kind of person you want to be and then live up to that. Just be that person. Don't yeah. let anybody else tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people don't really know who they are.
1: It's it's most people, I think. It's most people. That's why, like, you see people get mad in traffic. That's why. I mean, well,
0: it's Atlanta traffic. Though. <laughs> like, you could be super secure and know exactly who you are, but it's Atlanta traffic, though. Man, it makes you yeah, just right. want to turn into somebody else. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, yeah.
1: But I feel like um, you like you, probably didn't always feel like... Do you feel like you always kind of knew exactly who you were in like every situation? Not, not in the very
0: beginning. Not, I mean, not in the very beginning. I, I guess even in life, I'm still trying to figure out not really who I am, just what I want to truly do and what really... What really matters mm-hmm. like so as an example i mean you know i produce i mean everybody watch the show knows I see, I see they know that i reason, produce man. oh yeah i got the reason down here yeah, i don't care if y'all hate on reason i love reason don't be hating on hey man, don't,
1: don't hate on reason don't hate, hate on, on reason. reason don't hate on
0: reason right i mean just because it doesn't you know have you know video capability to score video and just because oh my bad but don't uh, hate on reason <laughs> shout out to 803 she's <laughs> big all reason
1: yeah, that's right Go hey
0: that's right uh, so I produce, mm-hmm. right? But I've found that over the years that my skill set, and I'm still always gonna produce, that my skill set is better used doing something else. Mm. Right? So right now I'm managing an artist, Jay West, make sure you check him out.
1: Yeah, his art is dope.
0: His, his single drops on um January twentieth, called Forest. But uh by the time this airs, it it'll already, already dropped. Probably the album will probably already be out by the time they we get to that point. Check but it out. In saying that, I've learned that over the years because I've gotten older and I've been in corporate America for 20 plus years, that my skill set is better serving on the business side than it is on the production side, right? Mm-hmm. Am I good at making beats? Sure. But I'm better at the business stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, you know, you asked a question. I feel like I'm being interviewed, right? But you asked a question. Oh, I thought we were having a conversation. No, we are. Of <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that's where I shine the best is on that side versus the just on the the actual present pads type side. And so I feel comfortable over there. Plus, it it just allows me to get a better foothold into into the music industry. Because I can now say that I'm the CEO and founder of Magnum Opus, which is a music and media company that focuses on artist management and development and media production. See all that's
1: right. dope, man. So, so I can
0: like I, that's my intro to getting into you know talking with the heads of Sony and all these other organizations. But I find myself being better on that side than on the on the production there's side.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think Illmind has been talking a lot. Somebody's been talking a lot about that lately. Mm-hmm. Is that you know a lot of people? You might make dope beats. You might really love making beats, but you're just not the type of person or like. There's certain things, like not everybody's going to want to go in the studio with certain people, you know what I mean? Or they might be too intimidated or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's any number of reasons why you might not be cut out Mm -hmm. to be uh, like a producer, but still be involved in music. Like if you're, you know, 35 years old, like you're probably not going to get into the NBA. Like it's very unlikely, Mm -hmm. but you might be able to get into the NBA in another with a front office. You might be able to get into broadcasting. So... Um, there's, there's been a lot more talk about that lately, I mm-hmm. think, is that there's so many different avenues that music might just be like one step on the journey right. to some, to something where you're still involved with right. it. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I had those questions with myself, especially mm-hmm. when I was doing the A&R work. I really enjoyed doing that. Um, I, I'm still open to doing that more in the future, but, uh, I was, I, I was like, you know what though? The music challenges me the most. Like, mm-hmm. this is where I feel like I was going to grow the most. So, um. But uh, everything you're doing, man, is is dope. I
0: appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, um, I mean, people have to find out what they're really good at and where they really can fit in and say, am I really... And I think that's something, when you talk about being self-aware, to go, you know, do I really make good beats? (laughs)
1: Like,
0: right now, the thing, of course, the thing right now, by the time this airs, it'll probably have already been passed, is the whole thing with Cassidy and him posting up beats on... Uh, Instagram and people making fun of them. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you everybody beats sucked in the beginning. I don't care who you are. I mean your beats were trash in the very beginning. You go back and listen to your very first beat, I can guarantee you, it was like doop, bloop,
1: bloop, I was still like, make trash, oh. man. There's still some trash in there, Not, but
0: <laughs> you know what? I was I was um I tuned in yesterday to Sound Oracle okay. and Triza. Uh they do a a podcast called uh, Unquantized Podcast. Mm-hmm. I've heard of this. And that's exactly <laughs> what they were talking about on the podcast. It was like it's not He was saying, "When was the last time you made a fire beat?" Though it was like, "Do you make a fire beat every time you sit down at the computer?" No, no, nah. you don't. But everybody wants to portray and project like they make fire beats all the time. But every song they do is the best song, and it's not. And I think we have to come to a realization that we do not make always the best the best music. But right. once again, I was talking to a friend the other day. Music is subjective. Facts. What I may think is trash. Somebody else may go, You crazy. That's a, the dopest song I've ever heard.
1: Exactly. You never know. Like like we were talking about that um that little flip. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is even even going back on that Cassidy. So I i actually saw the Cassidy thing as like a meme. I never saw yeah, it close. I, I saw it as a meme. <laughs> and uh. It's funny, I actually started, I don't always do this, but I started checking out the comments just to, I don't know why, sometimes it's funny, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I know. But uh, people were clowning on him, but then there was a few brave souls who went in there and like, yo, that beat's actually kind of dope yeah. though. So it's like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, and, 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 and at the end of the day, for most people anyways, the beat's just a part of the song. That's right. Like my girl, when she listens to music, she she hears the beat like is the last part mm-hmm. of it. Like she's listening to the lyrics and everything. She's a writer, reader, she's more into that. Me, I'm more listening to the beat, dissecting mm-hmm. that, you know, the melodies. And then if they're saying something, that's like the icing on the cake, you right. know? But like you said, man, one man's oh, trash shoot. another man's treasure. My so. kids
0: will tell me real quick. <laughs> Especially my 16-year-old. Like, and I know he's sitting behind the camera, so I'm finna talk about you. But he would tell me real quick. I'll make a I'm in there making just I'm thinking this sounding good. He'll walk in. I'm just sitting there like, you know, look at me here, though. That ain't it. That ain't that. What you doing? <laughs> like, that's definitely not the one. So you need, to yeah. st- you need to stop. You know, and I appreciate that. You know, even though they listen to a whole different side of music than what I do, they still know what they like and what sounds good. And, you know, once again, music is subjective. You know, what I'm making, he's like, nah, that's not. But somebody else may go, oh, that's tight. I like that.
1: Facts, man. There's a lot of stuff now that don't get it twisted. Like when I was in AR it was not that long ago. Like mm. we're talking like within the last decade. Like, okay. you know, maybe five years ago or something mm-hmm. like that. So the stuff that's coming out now, a lot of that never would have made it onto the desk of our, you know, VP of AR. Like, people like what they like. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of interesting theories behind that, of like, you know, the little brother theory was one I heard about mm-hmm. where sort of like the younger brother starts out listening to his older brother's music. And then eventually when he gets like high school age, he wants to have his own identity. Mm -hmm. So they start finding new stuff to gravitate Mm -hmm. towards. So that's why like a lot of the artists coming out now. A lot of people from, you know, my generation, older generations are just don't mess with it at all. Me, I try to just appreciate it for what it is. Like Mm -hmm. it's not my, it's not my job to pick what they like, you know? So if that's good music to them, then I can mess with it. Like Mm -hmm. music, I, I listen to everything. So yeah. If it's good music, or I, I'll find what I like about it. It yeah. Goes back to that. You know, yeah. Find the part you like.
0: That's right. You know? when, I, when I first heard Panda, I didn't like it. Got gotcha. you. Did not like it. And I was like, "What is this dude saying?" I did not like. I was like, "I don't like what he's rapping about." The beat sound. Eh. You don't
1: like anything about? I it. <laughs> like anything
0: about Panda? Gotcha. Man, ask me about Panda today though. Oh, that's the first. Let me find Panda. And I'm just driving down Atlanta Highway, just 285 South, just.
1: Man, not
0: only that that beat into his flow, oh man.
1: Sometimes, sometimes, those are the best records, the ones you don't, you're not sure how you feel mm-hmm. about it at first. But a lot of times, if you really love it at first, it's, it, you're over it in like yeah. a month. But then, like, those ones that take a while to grow on you, you're like, man, I didn't even catch that part. Right. But um, I found out music isn't only subjective, it's, it's very, very much like based on your context. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was in Jamaica, man, that, that dance hall stuff just sounds different. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're in the atmosphere that stuff was created in. Like right. you're soaking up the vibes of it. You know, country music probably sounds better. You know, you go to the countryside in Texas. It's probably a whole different thing. But if you're you know you're in the middle of Atlanta, you know, in traffic, maybe, mm-hmm. and you're not a country fan, you know, it might not sound the same.
0: Yeah, it may not sound the same because maybe in right at that moment I'm not in that mood.
1: Yeah, you're to, not gonna relate to it the same. Yeah, moment.
0: I'm in the mood of ludicrous get out of the way type stuff like i need you to move because you're driving so slow i don't get it atlanta why you drive
1: oh my gosh damn i'm lucky because i go to the studio usually at night or like late morning so i'm kind of like in between yeah and I, I gotta go to the location but yeah i've, I've heard about the traffic though. stop driving slow i know stay off
0: your phones stop driving stay off your phones i was driving in traffic the other day and this lady literally
1: Oh yeah, they don't even look. I mean,
0: literally, she was scrolling. Just through her phone, just now. Oh,
1: don't do that. Don't do People that. At home, don't do that. Now I'm driving.
0: And I'm just having to look over, and she. So.
1: I, she must be from Atlanta, though. She must be. I'm. I'm but, scared of driving out here sometimes. Like, like you see all the times when the highway splits off, mm-hmm. and then every single time, every single time, there's somebody cutting a truck. So I'm like driving with like hands at ten and, 10 and two, 10 and 10 two and you're two. like i I'm tensed up. You're just yeah, tensed man. up, you're super aware of what's going on. And and it's
0: the semis, stay off the road. But oh my God. I can go on and on and on about the whole thing. Man, you have
1: you have an idea, but I like the state of oh, just man. driving and vehicles in disrepair. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it. it's like,
0: right. What amazes know? me about a lot of traffic <laughs> is that you got people that have been in accidents. Yeah. And they are super driving fast, and you can tell they've been in an accident because the car is like oh, yeah. crushed in the front. And, they, and these are the same people go <laughs> through traffic. And I'm like, you went, you you just went in an accident. You know, like, yesterday while you
1: witnessed a handful of that. like they happened in front of me since I I've been. I told you I've been down here for like two months. Like I, I could go a year without seeing an accident at home, but right. just people drive crazy out here. We have a bad reputation at home. <laughs> like, like Massachusetts drivers are supposed to be the worst drivers. Mm-hmm. Come come to Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I love Atlanta, too. I love Atlanta. I still love the traffic, though.
0: Yeah. And before I moved here, that's what people were like, you sure you want to move to Atlanta? I said, yeah. They're like, it's the traffic. I'm like, man, forget the traffic. There's opportunity down mm-hmm. here.
1: Gotta sacrifice that, too. Yo,
0: that's traffic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I> hate <laughs> the traffic. man. Yeah. I hate the traffic. You know what, though? Not for nothing, Like the traffic here moves, at least. Mm-hmm. Like It goes slow, but it moves. Um, when I was in New York, man, I literally... Remember one night I was stuck oh, in the yeah. tunnel for like three hours. You yeah, it can't don't get, move in New you York. can't get out, you can't go in, and then you're you stuck. You just got to wait. That's right. You take a nap or something, but it's, mm-hmm. that's yeah.
0: Well, man, I mean, I I know what I, we got a, a lot to still talk about. Maybe we can have you back. That yeah, would be man. That would I would be love dumb.
1: it. I don't know if you're equipped to to do it, but I would love to have my, my yeah, we'll figure there. it out. Uh, we can figure it out maybe I need to
0: get some more chairs or, or get some stools yeah or, we could even do know, it in we'll a different
1: setting or something maybe that's right okay. yeah man so tell people where they can find you so you can find me at skrillabeats.com that's S-C-R-I-L-L-A beats about the normal way you know
0: <laughs> without a Z yeah right?
1: yep, you got it man that's right yeah hit me up on Instagram Twitter I'm pretty I answer all my stuff you message me I'll get you back
0: so it's the same on Instagram Skrilla Beats.
1: Actually Instagram, damn I messed up. It's Skrilla Focanelli. Skrilla Focanelli.
0: Skrilla Focanelli. Tell you. What I what I was impressed with in the very beginning was his um, business card.
1: Uh, I, give, I gave you a sticker, right? Yeah, you gave me the sticker. Yeah.
0: yeah, you gave me that sticker. And I was like,
1: what is this? I just want something different, you know?
0: And it was completely different. And then and it's on your website. It's like right on, it's, yeah. as soon as you go to the website, it's sitting right there. I
1: found like the trippiest uh, 60s artist. Yeah. That, that, like recreated all those like old, like I'm a big Beatles fan and all that stuff. So mm. I love all that. So she killed it. And then I just That's put that. the colors out. I wanted it, man. See, when you
0: talk about that, y'all, like he's a Beatles fan. So now I got questions about how does that type of music impact the music that he makes today. Like, now I got all types, types of questions.
1: Damn, man. I got all types of answers. See?
0: <laughs> uh, we ain't got a whole lot of time left. It's all good. But uh, I'm definitely going to have to scroll back so we can kind of continue the conversation. Uh, is, there, back, is there anything else you want to say as lasting words before we, before we end?
1: Nah, man. I think we covered everything. Um, just, again, I want to shout out uh, my team, Saviors. Shout out my Waffle Gang. And, Waffle uh, Gang. My girl. Everybody back home. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. thank you for having me. Hey, no doubt. Thank <laughs> you being here. And Chris for working the cameras. Always.
0: He went solo today, but he did an he amazing job. He handled it, man. He handled he it. Up, I, mean, I
1: know he can. Didn't stress for a second about it. That's
0: right. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of We hey, Create Music. Now, go ahead. You gonna... Yeah, nice. appreciate appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you know the conversation with Skrilla. But you can always check us out at our new time. On Thursdays at 7 p.m., that's when we drop. You can visit us at www.wecreatemusic.tv. And ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're out. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.